Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone has a little bit of anxiety just in this modern world. But if there's something that you're trying to do, a desire that you have, but anxiety is coming up, the amygdala is lighting up saying, don't do it. It's not safe. Like, stay stuck. Stay small. Stay safe. Can you really collaborate with your mind and use that anxiety and reframe it as excitement. It's really kind of the same physicality, the same physiology happening when you're anxious and when you're excited. And can you tell your brain, can you tell your body, this is excitement, this is actually fuel. Kat Sadler now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Cat Sadler Now. I am Cat. Welcome to all my OGs who have just been here forever, 100 plus episodes, leaving me the reviews on Apple Podcasts. And welcome to anybody who's new here. I've been out in the streets lately, bumping into new people who've never heard of the show and ask me, What's your podcast? What's your podcast? This is it, Kat Sadler Now, and I'm so glad you are here. And if you have been listening to recent episodes, I've been sharing a lot of my personal life, and the intention is clear, y'all. Even with all the change in my world, I am dead set on leveling up in life. And this very podcast has really morphed into ways that we can grow and expand and live our best life at the end of the day. That is what I'm interested in and why I am thrilled to introduce you to today's guest. I'm going to get right to Jesse Delo because we are talking all things manifesting. Manifesting. What is it? How do you do it? Are you already doing it? Mm, I learned something today from this conversation. We're all manifesting, whether we know it or not, but there is a way, there is a method, there are techniques, there are practices that all of you can be doing to summon in your dream life. So if you're listening to this and you're just like, ugh, I'm going through the motions with my life, I'm kind of playing it small in parts of my life, and life's just like passing you by, I invite you to stop, listen, and focus on the teachings from Jesse today because you do have the power. You can take your life to the next level. You can attract the greatest love of your life and more money and better health and that family you've always dreamt about can be yours. So how do we get there? How does neuroscience play into this? What does quantum physics have to do with this? We can create the life that we want. We're actually co-creators with, I believe, the universe. I believe in this. I think whether it's consciously or subconsciously throughout my life, I can look back and reflect on my achievements or 
the beauty around me and my endless blessings and go, hmm, that wasn't all accidental, guys. Like I did play a part with my affirmations and my positive thinking. And the point is, what if you have literally all the information you need and you are armed with what you really need to catch that dream? Then why wouldn't you? And that is what Jesse is teaching us today. And she, in fact, has a course called the Dream Catcher Course. And she is giving it to y'all for free for a week. So I want you to go into the show notes right now or after you listen to this beautiful conversation and take advantage. Hit the link, go to the Dream Catcher Course. She's going to give you my Cat Sadler now listeners one week free trial. So thank you, Jesse, for that. Thank you for this beautiful conversation. I learned so much, and these are the precisely the conversations I want to share with my incredible listeners. So y'all, please enjoy, give me some feedback, hit me on social, and have a beautiful day. It sure is a beautiful day when I can be in conversation with someone who, wow, really radiates such a beautiful light and whose purpose is really helping others realize their potential and achieve their dreams. So Jesse Delo, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to finally meet you. Kat, likewise, you're radiating such goodness into the world and to make this your passion to spread that light is a beautiful thing. So thank you for having me. Mm. I was on your website and and I love like one of the things you said right away was just like, if you're here, you're here for a reason. And I really do believe that as I I suppose personally start to wake up more and more and have more clarity and be in alignment and all the things we're going to talk about today. But I, I just, I, that's why I love, I love this space. And I love that how, you know, one of the best things about social media is that we can all find one another in ways we never could before. And so I just feel like, you know, there's a lot of symbolism to just even having this conversation where I am in my life, where the show has evolved to be. And so I'm just, again, so grateful. A lot of people haven't really subscribed to this thinking yet. Oh, manifesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just positive thinking. You know, there's no real science behind it. I mean, just define manifesting for us in in your terms, in the way that you teach it. What is your method of manifesting? We don't have to question whether or not manifestation is real. Everyone is manifesting, right? And this is the thing that I think people get hung up on. They're like, you know, whether you believe in manifestation or not really is not the question. It's, it's, do you believe in your like dancing with the universe that you have a role in the life that you're creating? Manifestation just to define it is, is to create something in the physical world, right? To make something manifest is to make something that you can see outside of yourself, that you can feel, that you can experience. And the way that we do that in our lives, every single one of us, is we are reflecting the inside on the outside, right? So everything that we experience, literally everything that we experience, is from a unique view that only you or I can understand. Like the way that you're interpreting this conversation and experiencing this conversation, even though we're having the same conversation, is going to be experienced and integrated differently, right? And that's everything. That's everything that we're going through in our lives. We are the ones that are making meaning out of it, right? And Mm. so when we're making meaning out of it, 
it becomes part of the way that our future experiences are then understood and then kind of logged in our memory bank. So manifestation is happening whether we choose to believe in the concept or subscribe to the concept or learn about how to skillfully manifest or not. We are creating, we are having experiences that are shaped by our energy, our thoughts, our beliefs, our past, right? Our history, our perception of our future. All of this is how we are experiencing and creating in the moment. And so really the question is, do you want to learn to become a skillful, conscious creator of your reality? Or do you believe that you have nothing to do with it, right? That's really the question. And that Mm -hmm. things are just happening to you and life's just throwing itself at you. And what's the more empowered way to live, right? Like, would you prefer to live your life as if you have, you know, no agency in creating what you want, no role in, you know, the experiences that you're having and just that you're kind of a victim of your circumstances and a victim of, of life itself? Or would you rather live a life as an empowered creator that has ownership over everything you've ever experienced and everything that you will experience and knows that you can craft these experiences and change at any given moment based on what you are showing up like and what you believe. So beautifully stated. That is so, so powerful. And you mentioned a few things there in that it's more than just a lens of the way you see the world. It's the way you feel the world. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people are starting to see or understand as manifestation becomes, I think, more popular. Or maybe, again, that's just because I'm seeing and feeling more of manifestation of frequency and vibration because I'm really tuning into it myself. But mm-hmm. there is a, a piece that has very much to do with feeling our experiences, not just seeing them. And and I love what you just said. I mean, how many people wake up and they're just kind of playing defense all day? It's just like, all right, what's life going to throw at me today? And, and, you know, it's like constantly just putting out fires or, you know, deflecting things that are distractions that are coming at them rather than proactively deciding and choosing in your power in each moment and creating your day as it evolves. But will you talk to me about this piece of feeling and even believing. You just touched on belief. Our belief system is such a big part of this. Well, those two are so interconnected. So our belief system, like our our wired belief system, much of which creates our subconscious thinking, our subconscious mind that kind of governs what we're doing without us having to really like actively decide or think about it. For example, like if you're driving a car and you know where you're going, let's say you've driven to this place a hundred times, And before you know it, you're there and you've like zoned out the whole time and you didn't like actually think about where you were going, your subconscious mind brought you there, right? And your your conscious mind would be if you're going to a new place and you've never been there, you're like hyper aware, you're like, okay, I have to make a left here and right there. You know, you're like very on, you have to actively be thinking. Much of what we do is based on our subconscious mind, whether we know it or like it or not, it's just sort of the way that humans are are created. It's so that we can do a lot, right? It's so that we can do as much as possible with as little work. It's like a really smart way of us being designed. In order to change and get into subconscious beliefs, we need to bring a feeling state actually to replace. So if so if you can think about like a 
like a file system that you have in your in your in your mind and for every topic in life there's a file that's there that's been kind of pre-created in your formative years about every single topic about money about relationships about romance about sex about confidence like about food everything right so there's this file system and when you're out and about in the world and you're having an experience about any certain topic subconsciously your mind will like find that file how do i feel about this what is my belief system around this right and this is happening under the radar like you're not aware of this process this is an automatic process that happens you know just naturally and so based on the belief that is there which was programmed based on what you saw as a kid what you experienced what your reality was what you viewed as possible what you were told was possible you know what was going on in the culture in the society in the place that you were born and all of us have very different wildly like ranging experiences in every topic in life right and so that's why like some people will be really blocked in one area and not another based around just like what was going on in their life when they were growing up but so this belief system creates this sort of like thermostat for how you feel on any any topic in life and so the feeling state about something has to override it so if you if you realize okay well let's just say romance like okay i have you know a lot of people are like oh in business i'm like totally good i'm confident but romantically like i'm really you know struggling there's a file that needs to be updated because of the belief system around it and it has to be activated with a feeling state to override to override the existing belief and existing like programming that's that's been there And so our feelings every day are kind of like signals to us and tools for us to shift things around because the belief will only be replaced if there's a strong emotion attached to it. Mm. And there's no emotion attached to it. It's just a thought and it's like very much like a heady like oh I'd like to like switch this out but like it's not actually going to get in there. And our emotions are really powerful and feelings are really powerful ability to like just like become aware of what's going on in our world like where are we stuck where are we triggered where are we where are we like within our environment are we aligned are we in the right place like they're communicating to us something's right something's wrong and most of us are really focused on the negative and what's not going well and where you know our shortcomings fall and like what we did wrong and what's wrong that's happening to us because we're wired to do so we have a negativity bias to protect us because that's our nervous system's central job is to protect us from danger from perceived danger and so when we're you know in this mindset of like okay how can i look out for any threat how can i look out for what's not going well which is really the the default in many of our brains you know that's the experience that we're going to oftentimes have and attract whoa Whoa, that is the best I've ever ever heard that explained. The the subconscious and the patterns and that default way that we behave day in and day out and why we get the same results in our lives day in and day out because we're on this hamster wheel of the same that we've always operated from. 
So if you listen to this show on the regular, you know that I'm always looking for ways to improve my life and make better, healthier choices that totally contribute to my overall wellness. And Cora is very, very, very much a part of that. I have peace of mind now with Cora. I told you about Cora a couple episodes ago, but truly, I, I really hadn't thought about my period products. I just kind of did whatever. I've been doing the same thing since I was like a teenager, just buying the same, the same old. And I don't want to do that anymore. I'm so happy that I found Cora because this is a period care brand that you guys can feel good about using. Their pads and liners are made with a super soft and breathable 100% organic cotton top sheet. So it's gentle and sensitive on the skin and it's not made with chlorine or fragrances or dyes or any of that bad stuff. I love the peace of mind pad because I I wear that at night. Like it gives you a little security. You don't want to have any kind of mess when you are sleeping that time of the month. It just, you know, when your partner's right there and I just, I like to go to bed because I know I am nice and secure. I've got that peace of mind. And again, 100% organic cotton top sheet on Cora. So I feel good about using it. I feel good about telling you guys to use it. So pick up Cora pads and tampons at your local Target or CVS, or you can order online and have them delivered directly to your door. But right now, get 20% off all Cora products at Cora.life slash cat and use my promo code cat. It's a great deal. So don't wait, get 20% off today. C-O-R-A dot life slash cat with promo code cat. I'll get you 20% off. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. So I guess my question would be, how do we cultivate the right feelings to get rid of those blocks and rework our files so that they are updated in the most optimal way for us to invite in better energy, better experiences, you know, and complete abundance and whatever it is we desire? So I think like the first thing is the awareness, right? Like having the awareness of just like, how am I doing in my life? Like, that's the first thing I always ask someone, like, describe to me, how do you think you're doing? How do you see your current reality right now? Because many people don't even stop to sort of assess, like, okay, what's happening? Like, how, what do I like? What do I not like? Like, what's working for me? What's not working for me? And just having a radically honest and non judgmental kind of assessment of your current reality, right? Like that's the first step. You can't make any changes without actually like laying out what's happening already, you know? And with that, I really encourage everyone to take radical responsibility for the life that you're living. Again, that's becoming the empowered creator rather than the powerless victim of your experience. And I know that this can be controversial in that a lot of people have been dealt a really tough hand. You know, like a lot of people, you know, it's hard to take responsibility for 
a traumatic experience or a horrible diagnosis or something that just truly is, you know, tragic, right? That's ex- that we've experienced. But if we look at life through the lens of this experience was put into my reality for my evolution, for my growth, for, you know, a greater good that is shaping me to be the person that I am, this experience creates, it's a, it's a bonus. It's something that even though it's horrible, even though it's heartbreaking, even though we wouldn't have chosen it, it's something that we actually view as a gift, right? And so when we can look at our history, look at our past, and, and I really ask people to kind of create, first ask, like, what's the story that you've been telling yourself about your life? Like, what's the narrative that you've kind of created already? which everyone has one. Everyone has like this, like, okay, well, I grew up here and this is what happened to me. And then this happened to me and that happened to me. And, you know, we have an understanding of how we got from, you know, when we were born to this moment right now. And what I really ask people to do is to rewrite that narrative in a way that is empowering to the present moment. Because the present moment is actually not just the present moment. The present moment is made up of the way that we see our past and the way that we expect our future to turn out, right? Because that's how we show up in the present moment. The present moment is so dictated by those two things. It's so hard to isolate it because you're coming from something and you're going somewhere and those two things influence the way that you can be. It's your physicality in the present moment. And so I think it's like, People are often like, just be in the moment. You're like, okay, but I have this to go to and I just came from this. And that is a part of the present moment. So we have to include those things. And so how can we really drop into the present moment as the most empowered version of ourselves is that we have to create a past that the narrative is like, I am the main character, superhero of my story. Everything that happened to me happened to me to create the most possibility to plug me into like the best version of myself to be able to handle X, Y, Z that's coming to me. And here's the way my future is going to turn out. And having an optimistic view of the future creates such a more powerful present moment. If you're dreading the future or there's something in the future that feels overwhelming, that feels scary, that feels like you won't be able to handle it what is that energy like in the present moment, right? It kind of robs you of right. that that confidence, that ability to really connect to the unlimited possibilities that are there for us, right? Mm-hmm. So in creating this awareness, it includes, you know, since you were born into the future, it's like, what are you showing up with? What is the story that you've told? And we edit it to really serve you and to serve your future self. Right. And then what story are you telling about the future? And that kind of goes into the next zone, which is clarity about your future, clarity about your intentions. Yeah. And so we hear that a lot the clarity and get clear. Like for anyone who's studied manifestation a little bit or even a lot, you hear that it's so important that you are very detailed and clear on what it is you want. Is that what you believe? Is that is that an important part of the process, that clarity and, and being really clear on the details of the life that you want? Or is it more just an overall, you know, feeling and frequency, I guess, of positivity and good things? 
So it's a great question. And it goes back to your initial question that you asked about feelings, right? So I think some people require a very detailed description of an intention so that they can arrive at and tap into the feeling state associated with that intention. Others don't need as much of a detailed description. They can plug into the feeling and say, I want this. And then when I receive this, I feel this, right? And so the exercise of getting super, super clear with all the details, like, you know, writing a list of the partner, the job, the dream house with all the details, with the wide open windows and this and that, that's all really an exercise to plug you into not only the feeling state, but the version of yourself that is experiencing that, right? And so everything is happening on a continuum, I, I believe, and that we're plugging into what we're like able to perceive, what we're ready to perceive. And we're like attracting this vibration, this radio frequency when we have cultivated it within ourselves. So intention setting is getting clear on, okay, what is the feeling that my soul is craving right now? And what's the version of myself that I am ready to embody to be a match for that reality, for that to come through? Because it's already there. You just can't see it. You're not ready to receive it. Mm. You're not ready to perceive it. Mm. You don't need to create it. It's more about attracting it and magnetizing it and becoming it. Because what shows up in your reality, and just like you were saying, like, this is an interest to you. And then boom, here we are talking about this stuff because it's on your radar. We're in the same, you know, we're on the same wavelength. It's like an easy connect, right? And things become very effortless. When you are emitting this frequency, you will attract. And that's sort of that law of attraction. But it's so much more than just you know, the law of attraction kind of dumbs it down. It really is science. It's scientific that we are all energy, right? Everything in this universe is energy and it's all vibrating at different frequencies, right? And so when we plug into, and the feeling state plugs us into that energy, right? And it plugs us into becoming the version of ourselves that can receive it. Yes. And so once, I'm, yeah, once I'm feeling, okay, when I have, you know, this, this intention that I desire, when I'm visualizing that, when I'm like writing, even just the act of writing it down, when I'm claiming it as mine, when I'm believing that it's possible. And the biggest thing is when I'm already grateful because I already have it. Once I know that I want it and once I know what the feeling it is that I'm going to get, I cultivate that feeling now. I receive it now. And so I'm grateful for it now. And that thing doesn't matter anymore. I trust that I'm going to get it. I'm excited to get it, but I don't need to get it to feel. I have all of those abilities to feel what I'm looking for already. And so the more I feel it, the more I become a match for that reality coming to me. So I think that the descriptions of everything are really helpful. And I actually really enjoy getting really specific, but the specifics have to be thrown out the window at the end of it because it's just a pathway to get you to be really clear on how you want to feel. Mm. Because you don't even know why you want what you want. You're like, oh, I want to write a book. Let's say, oh, I really want to write a book. But at the end of the exercise of like, well, why do I want to write a book? Maybe I realized, actually, I don't even want to write a book because actually this other path is going to lead me to feel this way way more than writing a book. And it's just, 
I've always saw people writing books and thought it was associated with this, this, and this, but actually that's not in alignment for, that's going to make me feel less of how I want to feel than, you know, and so having that be your compass and that process of getting to the bottom of the feeling, because whatever intention you want, whatever desire you have is a placeholder for a feeling that you're, that you're wanting to cultivate within yourself. Whoa. Whoa. Think minimalist and effortless fashion, but totally refined. That is Jenny Kane. I am so happy that support from today's show comes from Jenny Kane because I'm a fan of this entire brand. You've seen me rocking Jenny Kane on IG for years now. Uh, I think my most recent purchase was the Cashmere Cocoon Cardigan Sweater. Jenny Kane is known for their super luxe yet very lightweight sweaters and they just do cashmere better than anybody. Hands down, there's the cashmere fisherman, there's the Flynn cashmere sweater, so many gorgeous, sophisticated tones to choose from, lots of different colors. My most recent purchase was my shearling-lined mock clogs. Did you see me modeling those? I have them in the color natural. I want you guys to take advantage of Jenny Kane because Jenny Kane believes in the art of simplicity. You cannot look bad when you leave the house Jenny Kane makes getting dressed so easy because everything just looks good together because they've focused on comfort and quality and timeless design. So you can totally curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. And did you know that Jenny Kane has a stunning collection of home essentials also? That means timeless furniture pieces, cozy pillows and throws, perfectly curated decor, and the most incredible candles. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. My listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code CAT at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. That's JennyKane.com, promo code CAT. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I love that you brought up the science because I'm thinking about my vision board, which is like 20 feet across the room from where I'm sitting right now. And again, if people don't understand the full picture of manifesting, it looks like just a bunch of ripped out pages from a magazine and I walk by and yeah, they're there on the wall and okay, fine. That's maybe a vision of some things I would like to attract into my world. But there really is the science here and neuroscience and quantum physics and the brain's involvement in our co-creation of self. Can you kind of give people an overview of what quantum physics is and or the neuroscience and why this plays such a role? And this is what, in my view, makes this so real and why I invite everyone to Take part in this because it's it's beyond, you know, writing an affirmation and just having a sunny attitude. For sure. So I'll start with, I guess, the quantum physics and then we'll move to the neuroscience. But basically what quantum physics means is that everything is energy, right? We're, we're living in a universe where everything is made of energy, as I said before. Everything is just particles vibrating, right? And they're all vibrating at different speeds. And Quantum just means there's like lots of these kind of universes and it's all energy. We're, we're living in an infinite energetic 
field, a space where anything is possible, where all we have to, everything exists and all we have to do is match. It's literally like, okay, there's every, every radio station right now is available, but right now I don't have any rate. I don't have any music on. Does that mean that there's no music playing? There's no radio station with all these stations. No, if I were to just like tune, tune it and put it on, I'd hear it. Right. It exists. I need to like be the antenna to tune into whatever experience, whatever reality that I choose. And it's all connected to your belief system, what you view as possible. And I like this experiment, which I reference a lot, this flea experiment where scientists put a bunch of fleas in this big glass mason jar and, you know, close the lid and the fleas were trying to escape, of course. And a lot of them kind of like sadly probably died trying to escape, you know, hitting their heads on the lid. And so they learned they were conditioned to only fly like right, right below the lid. So they learned, okay, I can't go beyond this lid. It's not safe. It's unhealthy. It's dangerous. I'm going to get hurt. And even the offspring of these fleas saw that their, you know, parents weren't flying to the lid. They went just below. So everyone learned this limit to only fly right below the lid. And the scientists took the cap off. They took the lid off. And even though there was no lid anymore and no threat and no danger to them, they all remained flying to that same level, just below the lid. So we create like this conditioning in our, in our experience, and then we don't question it because it's just there. It becomes a truth, right? And it becomes this limitation that is just, you know, un, un, it's untrue, but we, we, our truth is that it's there and that it's harmful. And so I love that experiment because it really kind of ties into like, what are we viewing as like the limit for us that is just a story, right? It's yeah. just a narrative. It's inherited a lot of the time from our ancestors, from our parents, you know, and like, actually that's not a limitation at all. And so having that aha moment of like, wow, I actually can do that. Like that creates a possibility, right? And as many of those as you can have, and once you have one, it's like, you start to like have so many because it's this sort of like confidence and this like, okay, if I could do that here, I can do that there. And it's really beautiful to see people discover that. And so then going into the neuroscience. So as I was talking about before, like the filing system of how we sort of store our, our beliefs in our, in our subconscious mind, that's called the psycho-cybernetic mechanism. And so that's just like sort of this, this like process in our brains of like, okay, this is safe. That's not safe. I'm okay here. I'm not okay there. And so that's sort of governing our subconscious behavior. Um, and this is like a very, very important concept to bring forward so that you're not imprisoned by, you know, you're just like subconscious upbringing. And I can't recommend enough to just take a moment and maybe go through, you know, every area of your life and like, how are you doing and, and how would you like to be doing, right? And just even that exercise of like, okay, here's where I'm at and here's what I view as possible for me. And even if you don't believe it, how can I start to get there, right? And it's, I mean, it, it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of, honestly, a lot of persistence and repetition, but we can, we have neuroplasticity in the brain 
which is the ability to kind of create new pathways to lessen pathways that have already been formed. And so, for example, our brain likes to take the most familiar path, like because we view our brains view what's known as what's safe, right? Known is safe, even if it's dangerous. Like even if we know something is not good for us, but we know it, our brain will choose it over the unknown. Mm-hmm. And so this is a very interesting concept because when we're sabotaging ourselves, this is usually what's happening because we want to make the change, you know, with any aspect of our life. And we're like, okay, well, I know that this isn't working and I want to do this other thing. But our brain often works against us because even though we know this is the better thing I should do, it feels scary and it actually feels dangerous to us, even though the other choice is detrimental. And so understanding this wiring, the way it works, and that the bias towards the known, and this is when going out of your comfort zone becomes really, really important, you know, the more... The known is kind of like a prison. Like when we just stay with what we know, even if it's good, honestly, even if like everything's okay, we don't grow, we don't evolve, we don't push ourselves, we don't reach our full potential. And what a shame, right? And so when we're able to say, okay, like my my brain's, you know, suggesting I do this again, but what happens if I actually endure the discomfort of making this other choice that I know is in alignment? with this other version of myself that I'm really excited to be, right? And so when you know and you can actually connect to the version of yourself that is the one kind of like governing these choices that you're really excited to be and you can feel who that person is, you can be her, it's much easier to override Mm -hmm. the automatic desire to do what's familiar. And so really getting like, acquainted with this version of yourself. Who is she? And I think a vision board it actually is like, that is like what, who's creating that? It's like, it's your future self. It's the self that like is ready for that experience. Who's like guiding you towards those experiences. So yeah. So the uh, continuing with the neuroscience, the amygdala is the part of the brain that lights up when it feels threatened, right? It feels that's what makes you go into the fight or flight response. And again, this is like, this is how we have to learn to collaborate with our, with our anatomy, right? With our biology, because it's a really, really important part of the brain because it keeps us safe. Again, it's going to be the thing that if you touch something hot, it's like, get it right off. Like every, it's designed really, really well to keep us safe, but it's also designed to keep us stuck for this modern age, for this time where we're not under like constant threat, but we kind of are emotionally and, you know, just like with all the news and all the just low level, just anxiety that's just permeating through the culture. Uh Um, And so if we can use the anxiety, I think everyone has a little bit of anxiety just in this modern world, but if there's something that you're trying to do a desire that you have, but anxiety is coming up. The amygdala is lighting up saying, don't do it. It's not safe. Like stay stuck, stay small, stay safe, right? Can you really collaborate with your mind and use that anxiety and reframe it as excitement? It's really kind of the same physicality, the same physiology happening when you're anxious and when you're excited. 
And can you tell your brain, can you tell your body, this is excitement, this is actually fuel, rather than allowing it to, to like prevent you from making the steps. Like the fact that I'm feeling this, the fact that I'm like having this energy in my body means I'm do- going into new territory. It means I'm doing something I've never done before. It means I'm pushing myself. And especially if you're very clear about what it is that you're doing, you'll be able and why you're doing it and what you want to feel and the version of yourself that's ready for it, then you'll actually be able to do it. But without that clarity, it's very easy to be like, actually, no, I'm not going to do it. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. There's so much I want to unpack from what you just said. And this is all so, so interesting to me. I did learn an exercise kind of speaking to what you were saying about known bias and why it's so much Mm -hmm. easier for our brains and our bodies Mm -hmm. to want to do what we know. I -hmm. learned an exercise recently and I I was kind of personally using it for both alcohol and exercise because, I mean, here we are at the beginning of a new year and everybody, you know, my, some of my personal goals are just to always evaluate when I put alcohol in my body, my why, and to stop instead of just doing it because it's something I've always done. I don't really want to do it. So why am I doing it? And having, you know, a real conscious mindset when it comes to the habit that one has or that I've had my adult life, but when it hits five o'clock or when somebody's making dinner and then the kids are all around and that stress level rises and there's a certain energy in the room. And what would I used to do? Well, I, wine sounds good about now while I make the dinner. And I used to like qualify that as being, you know, a reward or, you know, this is a, this is a way I get to do what I do for everyone. And this is just a treat for me. And it's, it's not what I want. And I now know about the poison and I know about, I know better but but I learned an exercise, which is since my body has known that about that time, about that day for so many years to kind of stop in the moment when I have the choice, do I, mm-hmm. do, do I open a bottle of wine or don't I? And literally to say out loud the word change, mm-hmm. stop what I'm doing and just say change. And it's mm-hmm. like an exercise where it's like, this is where we're going to unlearn something. And I've been doing it and I have to say it's really been helping because with each exercise and like creating that muscle to take a little inventory in those little moments, I'm noticing that, you know, then an hour goes by and I'm absolutely 100% fine. And that craving disappeared because I got past it. I totally am relating to what you're saying about, you know, of course, our brains want to do what it knows. And that's so, so much yeah. easier. Yeah, and I think connecting in that moment, I love that. It's like this, just what you're doing is you're providing like a disruption and like yeah. a pause instead of this habituated, like, oh, I, this is what I do. And I, this will make me, feel, it's really, it boils down to this will make me feel good, right? This will make me feel better. That's the feeling you're, you want the feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And then kind of zooming out for a second that that saying for you saying change helps you pause and disrupt the automatic. And then I would also think, okay, like myself tomorrow morning or myself tonight when I'm trying to fall asleep, will I be happy with the choice or will actually this take me further away from the reality that I'm creating for later tonight, for tomorrow? And if I'm able to have this relationship and this love for myself and my future self, 
I make the choice that's going to support her, right? And I can think bigger than like this immediate choice and actually really nurture what like I'm creating because I have a bigger plan, right? I, I know that like this is how I thrive. And and also that you're not depriving yourself. Like I actually, it's funny, I, I agree. I've been in the same sort of, you know, less alcohol. Just for me, it's sleep. It disrupts my sleep and I and I love to sleep well. And so I, have you tried recess? Yes, I have. It's been a while, but I have tried it. Yes. So actually that's like been really helpful. I have the like- The adaptogens, it, right? Yes, and it, it has magnesium. So it, really, it helps you sleep. So I put that in like a wine glass- and if it's like, I feel like I'm having like a little cocktail, it's delicious. But so it's like, you're not depriving yourself, you're elevating, right? Like this is a moment to transcend what you have done before because it doesn't work, right? Yes, yes. Guys, I don't know about you when it comes to dinner time. I want it nutritious. I want it delicious. And I want it nice and easy. And that is precisely why I love Factor Meals. You will have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto meals, calorie smart meals, that's what I'm doing, vegan, veggie, and a whole lot more. You can even enjoy over 55 different nutrition-packed add-ons that genuinely makes your weekly meal planning super, super easy. These are ready-to-eat meals that make eating better every day so easy. You've got two-minute meals. You've got snacks, smoothies. You've got breakfast options, midday bites, and you can sign up and save. They've done all the math for you. Factor is less expensive than taken out all the time. Every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So it's the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options. And hey, no mess. That's a bonus. That's why I like it. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So zero prepping, no cooking, and no cleanup. Head to factormeals.com slash Sadler50. Use my code Sadler50 to get 50% off. That's code Sadler50 at factormeals.com slash Sadler50 to get 50% off. This idea of being ready, and and mm. you've you've touched on this a couple of times. You know, when I'm ready, or you know, I want to be ready. Being ready to, you know, be this vessel or this lightning rod or this you know highest version of yourself to then become your greatest desires. I feel like in the last couple years of my life, I've really been experiencing, and have been receiving so many gifts that I long for for so, so long. And I look back on a time in my life five years ago when I was really stuck, like so many people are, but I also at that time was in a toxic relationship and I was I was accepting really low-level, disrespectful behavior around me. And I was I was just allowing for a totally different experience. And now I'm in a position to look back and 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 see it as a gift and know that that was what the universe was putting in front of me for all of the many lessons I had to learn. But it, it's so interesting because as we reflect, it's like, 
exactly what you were saying. I, I, I am, it's like I did enough work on recognizing the, the, I know everything's not good or bad, but the, the patterns that weren't serving me. And then when I tidied all that up, then I became way more open for the receiving of all the things that I did want. And so I was thinking of like the everyday person and I'm even thinking about alcohol. I'm thinking about the food we eat. I'm thinking about everything that we put into our bodies. Do you see those choices even as mundane as like what we eat as being blockages to really living optimally? Does that make sense? Percent, a hundred percent. I think I think the biggest thing, I think the biggest influence is your relationships. Like the people that are around you mm-hmm. have the most influence on mm-hmm. you and your energy. We are just such energetic beings that if you're around negativity, if you're at, around toxicity, if you're around someone that doesn't support your evolution and your blossoming into your fullest potential, it takes courage to sort of let go of people that are not serving you. And again, that's that like, I talk a lot in my work about creative destruction, right? You have to allow for the destruction of certain things that are not in alignment anymore. You can't expect everything that worked 10 years ago, five years ago to be in alignment with who you're becoming now and to be able to like you're a beautiful tree, like prune what's like holding you back from really growing and being healthy and assessing like in every aspect. So my relationships, like when I talk to this person or I'm around this person, does it bring out the version of myself that is a match for what I'm creating, for what my intentions represent, the feelings that I want to feel? What are the core feelings that I want to feel on a daily basis? Do I feel these around this person? No? Okay, well, I'm going to... And of course, sometimes it's family. And of course, it's sometimes trickier to like cut these people out. But this is where boundaries come in, right? Having boundaries, valuing yourself and your energy enough to create that boundary and allowing things to, you know, to dissolve in order for you to create something better, right? And again, that's where this trust in the universe, trust in this like sort of like tricky part where you're going to be anxious, you're going to be in the unknown, allowing yourself to be in that space. Because if you're not ever in that space, you're not ever encountering new territory. You're not doing the thing it takes to create transformation. Transformation requires shedding something. It requires a shift, a change, right? And so in your food, like, yes, I completely, completely agree. Everything you're consuming from the news, social media, food, water, everything you're taking in in your eyes, everything you're taking in through your ears, through your mouth, all your senses, right? Like we are absorbing everything and everything creates a feeling, everything creates an energy, everything informs ourselves of how to feel about ourselves, right? And so you'll quickly realize that when you start prioritizing the version of you that you're creating and then making decisions based on, is this in alignment with that? Is this in alignment with that? You're going to create and consciously curate a life that is going to be like beyond your wildest dreams when you start saying, okay, actually, no, I don't like you have the power to choose. You don't have to just do something because it's there. You don't have to just be friends with someone because you've always been friends with them. You can, you can really, you know, decide it's, Mm -hmm. it's your life. Amen. What do you think most people are doing wrong? 
when it comes to manifesting or what is, you see so many clients, I know globally across the world and everybody listening, there is more of Jesse where this came from because you can be one of her clients or sign up for one of your workshops, but you, you work with so many people. Like what's the one thing you run up against the most that, that people are, that are really just blocking people from getting to where they want to be? <clears throat> I think two things come to mind. One thing, and, I, and again, it's a very human thing, but this like ruminating on the fear or what you don't want. Like, so if I want something, let's say, for example, let's, let's say romance, like I want to manifest a partner. And all I do is think about how I don't have a partner. I don't, mm. I'm single. I'll never find someone. But all you want, this, this is coming from this feeling of, I want a partner, right? I want a partner. But the focus is on the absence. The focus is on the absence of the thing. And so what happens is that you get more of the absence. You're like ordering up from the universe with your thoughts, with like whatever you're replaying in your mind. And what you keep replaying is I don't have this. I don't have this. Lack. There's a lack of this, yep. right? Yep. Lack of this. Yep. And so like really the most powerful way to manifest is to it, it the most two powerful words i will say are thank you like every morning first thing it's becomes so automatic i wake up and i say thank you thank you thank you there's so much to be grateful for for my body for my you know my husband next to me for our house for, i literally go through the list it's like thank you thank you thank you and then you can start to include things that you don't see yet in your reality but you know are coming. Thank you for this. Thank you for this amazing thing. And then it's not, you don't put it into the future. You already have it. Like, thank you because I have this. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my amazing opportunity and miracle that shows up today that I don't even know what it is. Thank you for that. You know, and just, it's yours. It's yours claiming it as your own and focusing on the presence of whatever it is that you desire. It's already there. And how do you know it's there? Because you have the desire. If the desire is in you, you've got it. Right. So I'd say that is like the one, it's a very like obvious one that I think, again, it's just the way our minds often work. I think the other thing I'd say is, is like this attachment, this like grasping onto outcome. Like, for example, if someone's like, I really need this like business deal to close in this exact way, like I need this to happen. And you'll find this a lot with, with people who are just like, so dependent and like attached to like, I need this to happen. And, and you know, someone will come to me, help me manifest this. And it's like, actually the way in which you are approaching this is it, from such a lack of confidence and lack of trust. And it's coming from such an insecure place. And think about when you're like grasping something and so attached, it's like a closed fist, right? It's like, and there's no ability to receive with a closed fist. Everything contracts. It's a state of contraction where you're actually protecting yourself. You're closing yourself off energetically from receiving and from something even more amazing and more incredible and more aligned finding its way to you, right? And so when we have an intention, even if it is a specific, like I need this business deal to close or I want, I want to get this house, you know, deal signed, whatever it is, even if there is like an actual contractual thing you want to happen, it's this opening of like, I allow the universe to take over from here. I've set the intention. I've plugged into the feeling. I'm grateful for the outcome. I'm living as if this is already happening. I'm walking with excitement towards this future. 
And however the universe decides to give it to me, I'm going to dance with that. I'm going to allow myself to receive the best case scenario. And when you approach life in this way of, of just like, it's a spiritual dance between you and the universe. And so you get the job of like, okay, I'm going to create what I want. I'm going to set my intentions. I'm going to align myself. I'm going to align my thoughts, my words, my actions to all be in alignment with the version of myself that is ready to receive everything and that has already received everything I desire. And then the universe, whatever it brings you, it's like sending you signals here and everywhere. And that's the thing. If you're not um, tuned in, you'll miss it, right? If you're not looking at the world through the lens of I'm, I'm in this together. It's, it's an extension of me. Mm. Everyone's an extension of you. We're all like one and the same and everything is a message. I feel like it's like two ways of looking at the world and two ways of experiencing the world. And you receive the magic and the miracles and the unlimited possibilities when you're open to that idea. And you can ask to see a symbol. You can say, okay, show me this symbol. Or you can just allow, you know, by the way, not everything happens perfectly. Not everything happens that we want. Things come in our path that are really hard and really, really challenging. Even that can be like, okay, universe, thank you. You're providing this step on the path for a reason. Okay, how can I open to this rather than close? You know, how can I see what's in this to learn? How can I receive this as a blessing rather than let myself close to the possibilities that this is going to bring? And in about like what you see in the world, another part of the neuroscience is we have um, something called a reticular activating system, which shows us sort of what we already believe. So if I have, uh, like you were saying before, how like you're now interested in manifestation. So maybe I popped up on your Instagram or, you know, maybe we connected that way, but maybe if you never thought about it, it would, you would have never seen it. It would have just like gone through you or, or vice versa, whatever. You see what you're thinking about. You see what you believe because our brains filter out so much. There's so much information. There's so much to receive but we can only receive so much. And so it's based on what we're looking for, what we believe to be true, right? And so our brains are filtering. And, and this is another way to hack the system. Tell your brain what to look for. Can you look for all the ways in which I'm supported in the universe? Can you look for all the ways in which this universe is abundant? Can you look for all the ways that I can connect, you know, in a meaningful way? Whatever it is your intention is, can you instruct your brain to create that experience for you? And, and the answer is yes. You know, reticular activating system. I, I had that in my notes because what's so wild is, again, I'm, you literally just proved reticular activating system to me because I kid you not, 24 hours ago, I saw something about that again, randomly on Instagram. I forwarded that to Greg, my partner, because, well, because I think he needed to hear a little bit about it. We we yeah. have different, we have different mindsets because I I am probably annoyingly optimistic for some people. It's probably, I, I always see the glass half full and, and I can tell you all of my reasons why dating back to my childhood. For me, it was in some ways survival that I became the constant like optimist. And I am really glad that I, I am because it has served me really well. But 
you know, you wonder why everybody is the way they are. You know, there are realists out there. There are idealists. There are pessimists. And, you know, people become these versions of themselves based on their experiences. And he is very practical and grounded and he has such wonderful qualities, but he tends to see a problem really quickly because he's very set on solving things very quickly. And he is a wonderful, you know, rock in my life. But he he goes to alert, alert, uh, real quick because he wants to fix things. And I'm like not even seeing what he's seeing. We'll like go to the same place and he sees mudslide disaster on that hill. And I see all oh, the heavens and the beautiful day and the sun and thank God for the rain. You know what I mean? And so we tease each other a little bit about that. But I just was learning about this theory and sent that to him yesterday. Then I know I'm talking with you today. And then you've addressed this in some of your teachings. It pops up again. And literally here it is on my notes. And now you're talking about it. So anyway, I just love that so much because it's exactly about this. I mean, that's what the definition of this means. Exactly. Yes. It's just, it's a filtration system. You'll see what you are looking for. Basically, you'll see what you believe. And so if you change your beliefs, what you see and you experience will change. And you can decide at any given moment that you want to see and experience something new. It's wild. It's so wild. I'd love to talk about you personally for a little bit before I let you go, because I, I love I would love to hear kind of how you got to this point. And, and I do know about your past and being an art therapist. And I know that you are a, a yogi and you teach in those ways. But I mean, I'm curious for you in your childhood, was this like a way that you were somewhat always wired to be or destined to become? Or how how have you landed here now being this teacher and helping everybody shape their lives? Yeah, so my mom has always been into this stuff. I'm really lucky because I was exposed to sort of like metaphysics, manifestation, energy, all of these concepts and teachings at a really young age. I think my sister and I were like very privy to just like a lot of books and, and, and we were interested in it. And she's a psychologist now too. I think there's just a fascination with the brain and with spirituality. And yeah, so I became an art therapist and, you know, art therapy really is a lot about the subconscious mind. It's a lot about images and visualization and also about like just how how you can tap into what's happening through making images and artwork it's very fascinating and i love that work and i was working in some you know mental hospitals some sober living facilities and addiction centers and it was really interesting pairing it with yoga pairing it with meditation and helping people to kind of discover themselves and and unblock in any way that they could. But, you know, I was dealing with a, a lot of really, a lot of really sick people actually. And so when I had my daughter, Amelie, she was, she's six and a half now. So six and a half years ago, I remember I was walking on the beach and she was in a baby carrier and I was walking near our house and, and just like having this like moment of like, that I had like completely manifested the vision, like beyond my wildest dreams with my like soulmate husband at the beach with my baby, like that it all happened like so organically quickly. I just was like in the state of like extreme gratitude. And like, it just came to me like, this is actually, I want to help people manifest their soul's desire. I want to help people who are ready, who are willing and 
who want to come to me to, to expedite things and get clear on things. Because when you're kind of going into a place, not everyone, first of all, not everyone wants it, right? They're being kind of prescribed, you know, this session or this experience. And I, and I wanted people to be ready for it and to, to want it. And I felt that that was really where my gifts sort of lie in helping people do this. And I'm so grateful that I followed that path because it's really, to me, like I never get bored of this work. It's so endless, like the layers that you can kind of uncover and the depth you can uncover. And it's honestly been so helpful in my own life and the challenges that I face to have these tools and to have this mindset and to be able to like create my experience moment by moment by tapping into all of these teachings. It's like, I really encourage everyone to at least like consider, and if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you, you already are, but utilizing your power, your agency as a creator, because it does not matter what is happening outside of you. You always have the freedom to respond and create the feeling state that you choose in your body and the energy that you want to emit around you. And so it gives you this like just incredible freedom. Honestly, this work gives you freedom and it gives you like this like superpower of being able to play the game of life in a really skillful way and really cool things start to happen. Was there ever a point in which you were completely thrown off your path where you were really challenged and and maybe didn't go this way or had to really dig yourself up and out of something? Like, you know, what are those massive teaching moments for you? Um, well, so I've never been, I actually have never been thrown off this path because, and I think that's, what's so cool. It's like, I'm anchored in it. Like I am, I've set myself up to have to show up for people, right? Like I'm, I have an online course where I show up, I'm, I'm committed. Like people have year long annual memberships. I'm not going anywhere. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like really cool that I've set myself up so that I, this is just a thread that runs through my mm-hmm. life and I'm accountable and I have to show up. I've had hard, you know, there's been in health, health scares, family stuff, you know, human stuff that shows up that makes you want to say, oh, I want to just cancel everything. I can't show up. I can't like, it's not, I don't have the, the energy. I can't do it. But then, then I do, you know, and it just shows you, you can do it. And that like, actually, in those times, you're maybe even more plugged in and more tuned in, and it forces you to really embrace that rawness of being a human and like that non judgmental awareness that, like you just said, like not there's no good or bad. This is just an experience, yeah. and this experience is a gift. And so it is funny though, because sometimes I'm like, I can't believe I have to do this. I've got this hard thing going on in my personal life, and I, but, but I show up. I always show up and 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 I'm grateful for it. It's interesting. Sometimes that is the medicine. I remember going through my divorce and I was on TV at the time every single day. And I, I was like, I don't get a day off. Like, when do I get to grieve? When do I get to fall on the floor? When do I get to cry and not get out of bed? But in many ways, I was like, that saved me in my job in many ways saved me because the light had to go on and, you know, three, two, one, you're live. And I just did it. And you realize what you're made of. 
right? Yeah. Yeah. It's quite powerful. Totally. I'm curious as a mom, I'm thinking of, I know a lot of moms listen to this show and, and a lot of them new moms and it can be really tough with young kids. God, the many, many, many blessings and gifts that come from it, but it's a hard time. I mean, my kids are grown now, but I remember those days. I look back and I'm like, how did I do that? You know, and there's so much required of us and so many demands. And sometimes you hear women say, I, I'm losing myself because I'm now a mother and I'm giving and I'm serving and I'm, I'm putting my children before me. And how has that been for you with young kids? This is not only, you know, your livelihood and, and your business and your purpose, but as it pertains to you personally, has that been challenging at all with little ones? Always like making time to refuel and restore your own self and your own needs? Because I know that can be a real conflicted place for a lot of moms with little ones. Yeah. So talking about manifestation, I actually like very intentionally designed my career to really happily coexist with motherhood so that I actually feel like I don't wear myself out on either end that like when I'm a mom, I'm like so happy to be a mom. And then when I'm working, I'm like so happy to be working. And so that my work really actually fuels my energy as a mom and vice versa. And I know that not everyone has that set up because, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of, uh, a lot of work to create that, but it's, it is possible. And I'll be an example of that, that you, and my mom was an example of that. And so I saw that. So to me, like I never, questioned it, I said, of course I can do that because that's what I grew up with. But if you don't have that example, again, that could be a limiting belief that you can't create that, but you absolutely can. And I think, I do think having like a creative or, or a passion or an interesting endeavor is so vitally important for a mom. Like your, your whole world cannot be your kids. It's not good for your kids. It's not good for you. It's not good for your relationship you know, romantically, it's just, it's just a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. And that just doesn't mean you have to be working, just means that there needs to be something to fuel you that's separate from all of that, that lights you up. And that has to be prioritized. And you can look at it as something that's actually really good for your kids. I think where people get stuck is they think, okay, well, if I focus on myself, I'm neglecting, you know, my kids, I'm neglecting my household but actually it's the opposite. Let your house be a mess. Go do something, go work out, go be with a friend. Anything that ignites your spirit and raises your vibration and raises your energy by default is going to make your family life better, right? You're going to be more turned on. You're going to be more sexy. You're going to be more empowering. You're going to be more honestly like inspiring to your kids. The last thing you want to do is let your flame go out. And so if you have the means to hire a babysitter, you have the means to have family watch your kids, do a trade where one friend watches your kids and you watch them another night, but find time for yourself, find time to like explore what could I be interested in? Even if it's just like, I have no idea, but like, let me try a couple things out. It's so important for your, for your spirit to be alive, right? And it's yes. priceless. Really. Yes, priceless. Priceless. Yeah. So your dream catcher course, is that 
for everybody? Can everybody like participate? Tell us about your workshops and how it works if people would like to find you via your website and social and how, how they can continue to learn from you. Yeah. So the Dreamcatcher course is, is rolling. Anyone can enter at any time. It's um, two workshops a month that are always recorded, which is awesome because a lot of people are working. A lot of people have busy schedules. They have kids, you know, so it's really a low lift commitment, but you get a lot of value in the course. There's like a whole curriculum, there's meditations, there's journal prompts, and a whole library of very, very interesting guest experts along with myself teaching about various topics that are all under the umbrella of manifestation. Um, it's a great community and like really incredibly inspiring women. And I'd love for you to join if you're interested. And I can even like provide a code for your listeners if you'd like. Ooh, are you kidding? I'm already like, I'm signing up, done. <laughs> and a code is a bonus. Yes, please, please, please. Let's figure that out. And then I will put that in the show notes okay. for everybody. Okay, awesome. <gasps> that would be fabulous. Oh my gosh. I am just ecstatic that we connected. You are incredible. I feel so lucky to have learned from you today. So amazing. So grateful. You have amazing energy. And yeah, hopefully this is not the last conversation. We'll continue it. And really excited to be in your orb and your frequency. Mm, well, I'm leveling up, Jesse. So yeah, we might have to do some one-on-ones because I'm, 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 bringing in everything and everyone because this is it. I'm turning 50 this year. And so I don't know, in a, a weird way, it's been the best thing because it's like, I'm going to run a half marathon. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm just like, I am not going to turn 50 asleep at the wheel. <laughs> I'm like, my best life is still ahead of me. Yes, I love it. But I love that you have that. And that's why you radiate such incredible, youthful, vibrant energy because that's your belief system, right? You're like, of course, the best is ahead of me. And that view, the best is ahead of me is the most, honestly, the most incredible manifestation tool and and view that you can have mindset. Because if you ever think that the best is behind you, like what kind of energy do you think that that emits and attracts, right? Like, What are you going to align with? And I believe you, I, I completely agree. I think it just gets better and better because we get better and better. Yes. We get more ourselves. We're blossoming into our fullest expression of self and we shed things along the way. We release things along the way, but what's left is really like the most beautiful, authentic version of us. And so I'm excited that you're creating this beautiful inspiration for everybody to, to do that as well. And like, I mean, I, I'm sure you know this, that you're like the most vibrant, almost 50 year old person in the world. So thank you for creating that template. <laughs> no, well. but thank you. That's so nice. That's so nice. Thank you. Yes. I, I you know, I, I do. It's interesting. I, I didn't realize that was my belief system, but I am thinking, I suppose I've always held this belief, like maybe I'm a late bloomer because I am very much in, I believe that like some of the, I haven't even started. I feel like I have so much left to do. And I feel like, the role of my life is ahead of me. And like, it's exciting, but I didn't even realize I really thought that. But yeah, I, maybe that's why it keeps getting better and better because that's what I'm expecting. Yeah, well, it sounds like you you had a lot of creative destruction. So you're like, you know, you're constructing a whole new, a whole new set, right? Yeah. <laughs> For this level of the video game, which you've really leveled up, just like you said. 
the video game. And that is true. I mean, that's like, and again, I like to wake up because of the magic of the unknown. It's like, ooh, what's life going to come? You know, I, and it's not, oh, what's life's going to throw at me that's going to suck. It's really just kind of like, I can't wait to leave my house because I don't know who I'm going to bump into or what's going to happen that's going to, that I didn't know was coming, but it's going to come anyway. And like, that's thrilling to me. Yay. Well, you believe that the universe is working for you, not against you. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's the optimal belief system that everything is coming at me to serve my evolution, to serve the, the version of myself that I can't wait to become. Right. Hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Jesse, so much. Thank you, Kat. Such a pleasure. You guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me on Cat Sadler Now. Don't forget to rate and review the show and make sure you're subscribed or following so you never miss an episode. It sure is a beautiful day. I'll see you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.